1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June fifth, twenty twenty three. I'm one of your host, Greg Miller, alongside the accolades go too long. Yeah, right. It's been too long. It has formerly of IGN. Formerly of IGN. You know what? Casimina, back when it was cool. Get out of here, messina the, the IGN Nintendo team, yeah, ladies yeah, yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Then you went to Apple, then you went to Disney. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the one and only Mark Bozon. Yeah, right
2: on. Thank you for having me.
1: No problem. You got to get on top of these mics. You got to be right, up right. here. You got to be well, up there. Thank, then you, thank you for having me. You, see, I get your radio voice out. Yeah, right on. Bozon, how are you doing? It's been too long.
2: I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah, this is, uh, it marks, I think, 13 years since I've been live on anything. 13 years 13 since you podcast. 30, I, I feel like a returning original cast member on, like, Street Fighter 6. Like, yeah. you, should, you should have, like, the tattered <laughs> robes and, like, you know, all the gray hair and everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Exactly. But yeah, it's been it's been cool, man. It's good to jump back here and, like, outside of maybe jumping on a Fran stream now and then. This is the first time I've been on Fran. Around, so
1: yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, we I don't know, need I Fran don't. at all. Thank whatever. you for calling
2: me instead of him. I know it was a, it was a,
1: it was a close one. You called me, so I don't <laughs> worry. Well, so talk to us, uh, Bozon, because I went to your, of course, your Twitter, wherever you yeah. should go, Mark Bozon, B O Z O N. Of course, everybody remembers you from the old Crush Hour 2 videos with me on IGN oh, yes, and stuff course. like that. Uh, but, you know, for me, you always hold such a special place in my heart because, of course, When I first got to IGN in 2007, it was you and me. They sent everywhere. We were just down. We didn't didn't want to pay for anything, so we'll use the company card. That's great. It's a free lunch, free whatever. And then you and I traveled the world together and roomed for so long together. But, of course, IGN, Nintendo, what have you been doing since then? Because okay. you've done a little bit of everything, you're now have, games yeah. industry executive on your Twitter profile.
2: Yeah, 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 and on LinkedIn. Yeah, I didn't want to do the, like hashtag looking for work thing. Um, I like literally growing up. I, I had so my brother. Shout out to Matt Bozon, creator of, of of Shantae. Um, Aaron Bozon, creator of Shantae. Matt Bozon worked on Shantae since the very right beginning. Um, Way forward, I grew right? Up, yeah, I grew up. In, yeah, and I grew up in his his shadow and being like, well, "Why don't do art?" So I can't work in the video game industry. <laughs> and then I like started in, in game dev, testing games when I was like super young, probably was legally allowed to be paid for it. Um, I'll literally go work on games. And at the end of the week, they'd be like, you did a really good job. Here's a Nintendo 64 game. Nice. I was like, dude, thank you. That's amazing. And then I'll realizing this going forever. This yeah. gravy train never going yeah, yeah, to I'm going to get free games forever. It's so good. Like it. And then realizing like you need to get a real job where they actually pay you real money. Right? Yeah. But coming from it, from the angle of like, I don't have that art background. I'm not a programmer. Like, what can I even do? And instead I went and did like the sampler platter of everything. So I've had that chance to do publishing for Apple Arcade. I worked for last year with Disney on next generation storytelling, which is super cool. Was not metaverse the way you think of metaverse, but we did some really interesting things. Excuse me, some really interesting things. Um, And then like doing game dev when I have time to do game dev, and I really enjoy just like connecting with people. Journalism, yeah, a, a little bit of a mix of everything actually.
1: So now you're you're just back out there. You're, I'm you're, back
2: out there. I'm a, I, I sting in 1996, man. I'm a free agent, and then I'll go into the rafters. <laughs> I'll show up with a crow an ill-fitting trench coat, you know, and I'll get into that next stage of my career. But yeah, I'm having a blast, honestly. Like I'm trying to decide what's going to be next. All I know is it's going to be something I'm super passionate about. Um, I love indie games. I love talking to folks about games, but I love making games too. Yeah, um, it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. So um, i really hoping to jump into that
1: too. That's awesome. Big Apple thing going on today.
2: There's a yeah, little little Apple thing going on. You
1: know today. anything about it? You, you you got some inside information on that? You remember some stuff?
2: What day is it? Monday? June 5th. I I, I don't want to get sued today. Sure. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully I can unredact a few things from my resume. Outside of that, I'll leave it (laughs) to the experts to talk about what's coming up.
1: Well, then for now, before we get in there, of course, I always want to introduce somebody new because, of course, you'd be surprised how many people are like, oh, Greg, I've been watching you forever. Oh, how long? Oh, 2015? I'm like, oh, my God, you don't even know. Uh, Favorite game of all time?
2: Uh, it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night, okay. or sometimes, depending on the day and what I ate, it's uh Link to the Past. Those, nice. Those two. I don't know that either are a perfect 10. Symphony of the Night is definitely not a perfect 10. Um, but I don't maybe. um Link to the Past is a perfect 10. Um, but yeah, my kind of like favorite game of all time goes back and forth.
1: Okay. And then what are you playing right now?
2: Right now is a mix of stuff. Diablo Four, obviously. Hell yeah! Everybody's playing Diablo Four. Um, Diablo Immortal. That's not a. Uh, you're still playing uh, a Immortal. Opinion. I just went into it again to sort of check and see they did. So this is my world. thing. You
1: did the whole Apple Arcade stuff forever. Yeah, 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 so yeah, did yeah. you like? Were you, are you like even before mobile then? Were you, right you? Yeah. Now, or are you like, like super on mo- mobile? Like oh no, they're actually I, and there are a lot of great things. I'm not. It's, I'm not knocking mobile. It's
2: what I have time to play most of the time. Like, you're a dad, aka the, AKA the toilet. I'm a yes. dad. Yeah. I actually have a one-handed games folder on my phone. i I still have it. But when you know we have a kid, you're like sitting there with a baby, right? Playing games one-handed. So I was playing that. I played Street Fighter 6 um, on Apple Arcade. Shameless plug. Um, TMNT Splintered Fate is amazing. That's from Super Evil Megacorp. The guys have made um, uh, Vainglory. So that's really cool. It's like a four-player sort of Hades-style dungeon. Oh, okay. And it's got like online multiplayer for four players, which okay. is really cool. So that's, that's been the mix of it. Like last case of Benedict Fox was cool. Shout out to Rogue Games. Got to get my cast to plug in. And I think that's the major, major stuff right now. But Diablo 4 has been taking
1: all my time what are you playing who are you rolling
2: i'm rolling sorceress um arc like build except for now they, the one point whatever one point whatever patch the day two patch that they just put out um completely negating a bunch of the builds that are out there now which is good fun like blizzard keeping us on our toes yeah but um playing sorceress i played a little bit of druid because uh, i hate myself and that's sure what you do when you want to play druid yep. um, get like the zero dps out there <laughs> um and then like it's just the tough one for me honestly is i want a build that feels super fresh and new Um, I think a lot of it has been really cool so far on Diablo. I'm really hoping we get some cool characters that are maybe different and and offer something that I have. I played since Diablo 1. Like, I literally... Yeah, you've been on the block. ...forever on Diablo 1. Played Diablo 2, Immortal 3, of course. Um, I just want something that's maybe a little bit newer. So I was going to go Druid. Druid's really, the DPS isn't there. Um, So I'm playing Sorceress right now. But trying to kind of mix it up.
1: Yeah, I rolled Rogue. Uh, That's where I've been stuck. And it's the same thing where it's like... It'll be fresh, and then I'm yeah. like, it totally is just becoming my demon hunter, right? It's for becoming sure. my Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm just yeah. all poison build. That's what I'm doing. I'm out there,
2: like, and you're gonna. It's this game has an awesome end game already, and it's a yeah. live service game, right? So all that's coming. Um, so you're gonna be playing this build for a huge amount of time. So I, it's tough to just pick one. I end up sort of just like being the Borg and trying to simulate different, like whether it's new games or different classes inside of Diablo. Yeah, like just play everything and see what I like the most. Um, I'll probably end up playing all of them to be
1: honest. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to be going for that platinum. All right. Nice. I know you're playing on Xbox or yeah. whatever. You don't have to worry about it.
2: Hey, it's multi-platform. We're all, we're all friends here
1: for now. And all as right. long as you
2: have phones, you're fine.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? You don't have phones. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff that'll be happening at a press conference to make more memories. There will be no CG first party trailers at the Xbox game showcase. Street fighter six hits 1 million copies sold and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over live right now on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and of course Twitch.tv/slash kind of funny games. You can write in over on you, you kindoffunny.com/slash uh, kind of funny uh, games daily uh, KFGD as we call it. You can put your questions in there about the daily video game news and questions and stuff like that. Then of course you're watching live. When you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com/slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com/slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe of course if you like this show and think it's awesome you should go that extra mile please head on over to patreon.com slash kind of funny where you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free you can support us to keep the lights and mics on of course you can get daily shows like gregway weekly shows uh monthly shows you name it there's dozens and dozens of exclusive episodes of content like Kind of Feudy over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. I digress. If you're going to get the show for free, no big deal. Why don't you help us out? Like, subscribe, share, leave a review, and of course, use our Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny when you're checking out in the Epic Game Store or buying Fortnite Rocket League or whatever on the console of choice. Housekeeping for you. There's a brand new episode of The Blessing Show out tomorrow. That's right. We, got, we delayed it. It's out tomorrow now, 11 a.m. right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is right after Kind of Funny Games Daily. It is a fantastic episode of The Blessing Show that I'm not going to ruin for you here. But you know, Blessing doesn't miss. Uh, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games after tomorrow's episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily at 11 a.m. Uh, of course, only on YouTube after the live stream. Uh, you can hang out with us, of course, on YouTube and Twitch after we finish up Kind of Funny Games Daily to bridge that little gap uh, as we go into what's going to be the stream team. Uh, hang out with us and get your super Chats read in a 30 minute post show hosted by Snow Bike Mike. Of course, like I said, on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, after Games Daily. So if you're listening to a Games Daily later on, you got to come check out the YouTube video. Over on Patreon right now, there's a brand new episode of the Next Gen Podcast up, and we want to thank our Patreon producers for making it happen Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hasting. Today, we're brought to you by Amazon, Shady Rays, and Better Help. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. (laughs) Time for some news. Six (laughs) items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. You are thunderous today, Kevin, and I appreciate it. Kevin, did you have a good weekend?
2: I had a great weekend. Very quiet. Did you play any games? Oh my God! I tears that came into so my eyes fall out.
1: Sure, sure, I, sure, sure.
2: My butt hurts from like laying on the couch too much. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Am I too loud, loud on the the? The dude to dudes were. This is a great speaking okay, volume yeah, for, you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 for you. Yeah, those are very demanding. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It like it's suppressed us. Life. Like, oh God, what's happening? <laughs> oh my Lord, <laughs> good Lord. Uh Number one on the Roper Report: Microsoft promises no full CG trailers for the Xbox Showcase first party games. This is Wesley inpool at IGN.com. We know it. Microsoft has told Xbox fans not to expect a CGI fest when it comes to first-party games at its upcoming showcase. Xbox marketing chief Aaron Greenberg said in a tweet, quote, None of our first-party games in the show are full CG trailers. Everything is either in-game footage, in-engine footage, or in-game footage with some cinematics. Each of our trailers will be labeled so it's hopefully clear to our fans, end quote. Fans have criticized both Microsoft and Sony for showcase events that had little gameplay, such as May's PlayStation Showcase that mostly featured CG across its many reveals. The Xbox Game Showcase and Starfield Direct will run for around two hours, Greenberg revealed, uh, and feature video games only. Quote, can confirm there will be no movie or TV show trailers in our game show, end quote, he added greenberg also said microsoft will not commit to a 12 month release deadline for games shown during its showcase mark boson yes games industry executive yes you know a thing or two about putting together a showcase coming out and having games how hard is it to walk that line of cg versus in-game footage versus we want to announce but we can't show the game and blah, blah blah blah
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a little, and I think we saw it with even Metal Gear Solid, right, from, yeah. from the Sony, Sony PlayStation Showcase.
1: Um,
2: it's tough, right? Like, you want to sell the dream, and you want to sell what this game's going to be all about, and sort of, like, you're giving everybody the 10-second the pitch of, like, what this thing could be, right? Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, dude, we want to see gameplay, right? I mean, yes, any studio out there can, can put in, like, an incredible CG um, you know trailer and make something look awesome but like if we want to do that we have a lot of areas where we can just have passive entertainment like I want to see gameplay and that's the thing that's most important to me like when you get a really really cool trailer and it's building and it's building and it's building and you're like oh it's not going to get gameplay yeah you get nothing right exactly um, that's, that's brutal like I want gameplay in, in my trailer so for sure yeah I think it's super important you sell the game sell what I'm actually going to be playing like there's a million games out there there's so much content everything's vying for your attention it's not enough to be like hey we made a really cool CG trailer I'm like great that's awesome but what am I playing
1: especially I feel for Xbox with the showcase right like yep. uh, they are down right now people need a win if they're an Xbox uh, yep. fan and just in general Xbox in general I think needs a win after Redfall after the delays for after sure. of course having to call out this 12-month thing because last time around they said all yep. these games would be 12 months and they weren't all 12 months you feel for them and you hope for them and again I think they're saying the right things here I think that I I still firmly believe that the Xbox team, Phil and Aaron and Sarah and et cetera, I don't know yep. I to name everybody, right, understand their audience and understand what they need to do. I'm excited to see them eventually deliver on it, but I want that day to be here already. Yeah. I, watching from the sidelines for so long and it's been so
2: difficult not to just like get on and yap and tweet about yeah, yeah. things. like. I think I know Sony's cooking right now. I know Nintendo will always have their lane. I really think Xbox is in just an absolutely incredible position. Yeah, like, they built out that tech. Like they, they're there with game streaming. They're there with Game Pass, which is phenomenal. Like, of course, they have all they have all the pieces they need. But at the end of the day, the thing we care most about are the games, right? So yeah. I want to see what they deliver on the games front. But they are in a perfect position. They've been acquiring studios. They're in a, in a fantastic spot right now. So really, I just want to see what I'm playing next.
1: From you know your side of the industry, right? Being able to be behind the scenes and see all that stuff. Do you feel for them in a different way? Like, you know, I mean the Redfall thing was interesting. Obviously, yeah, Phil came on, one. took it on the channel on the X Cast, and then what weeks later we saw the I think Shire report last week yeah. that was like, yo, behind the scenes, this game's been problem forever and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I
2: don't want to speak for that dev team, of but not. when I, of course, when I look and see the game that they're making, I go, You have a wheelhouse. This to me feels like it was almost chasing an industry trend, which I think is the most important thing out of, and that's what I think indie games have taught us incredibly well, is like Go after the thing that you're amazing at. Like yeah. build towards the build tor- towards your strengths. Right? We see trend chasing all the time. I, I, I we have Fortnite. I don't need another Fortnite. Right? Yep. Like we have um, you know Back for Blood and Left for Dead. Like we don't really need more of those unless you're doing something super original and new. Um, stick- like Foam Stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I like stick to I think your strengths. Right. So I it's for whatever reason that game went through the issues that it went through. Um, I still think like it's an incredible studio. They have amazing talent there push towards your strengths and if that's a game you want to make cool what are you doing different and let's make sure we give it the time it needs before it comes out
1: you're coming from you know at least your last two resume jobs here yep. so Apple and Disney some yep. big companies right yeah Is that a message that's getting through or are people, do you have to make these mistakes to then learn that or, and I know I'm not asking you to speak about your former employees. It's it's
2: tricky. I mean, Apple Arcade is a perfect example. I think there's almost 300 or there are 300 games out on that platform. You have that situation where you're like, we need games at certain beats and you're in that no matter if it's Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, whatever you have games. You're like, we need games for our release calendar. We need stuff that hits. I'm sure for an example of Diablo to take it away from Apple for a second. um, Diablo, there's some cool end game stuff. There's actually a lot that I want to see still in that game. I'm sure there are huge lists of all the features that they're going to put course. in that game. The devs, at the end of the day, will work on it forever. You have time, money, quality as your triangle, and you can't have all of them all at full maximum. So yeah. you have to hit your game. You have to hit your dates. You have to get your game out. You have to make it as best in class as possible, but it's always a balance. And then when you look at platform holders, they're looking at it from this crazy meta view of, we have 30, 40, 50 studios or all these games.
1: We have, all, we have all No, no, we have you're all fine, but games. it's I want to be I'm sure. Since sure, you're getting, you're getting, by, you're by the way, I'm doing it back thing. here. Play yeah. the room. <laughs> We got all this space, folks. I can't believe it. I can't, I
2: can't believe. This place is incredible, by the way. If you need help, I've got the address. We can break in and check it out later. Um, <laughs> you, you are balancing all of these different games and all these different release dates and the quality bars of all of them. It is not easy. Yeah. So my heart goes out to any any dev that doesn't have the time to make the game or any platform that's like, you know, we wish we could give it another month or X more budget, and we just can't because you just have to get games out at a certain point. But yeah. so it it's always a tug of war, for sure.
1: You know, I love... Uh, you know this about me, and I, I would like to imagine most people listening or watching you. I love talking to devs, and I love when devs are allowed to talk. For sure. And it, it just sounds like shameless self-promotion, because it kind of is, but it also is the fact that Snowbike Mike is a great interviewer, and he, we've seen him come into, really come yep. into his own if you're not paying attention on the X-Cast and what he does. Obviously, the Phil Spencer one got so many headlines and so much news. He just had a great one with uh, Rod Ferguson, and it was the X-Cast that he recorded literally the day the embargo lifted for reviews with him. Yeah. And Rod was in there, and he was talking about the fact that, like, What's great about Diablo 4 is the fact that, yes, there's so much that was left on the cutting room floor of features, ideas, and For usually sure. you have to go, all right, well, the next game, maybe we shrink the idea, it becomes a DLC. He's like, with this as a service... That can be a season. We can try it in a season, and if it doesn't work, retool it. Come back a few seasons later. We can do all these different things. And I was like, "Oh my god, that's so cool to hear." One hundred percent.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough because every developer and every publisher wants to have the biggest game in the world right now. Like that's the goal. But there's only so much time in the day, and so many like there are a million games out there to play. Right? It's never there's never been this much choice. So it is this delicate balance of like we have to put something out that's best in class and build this gigantic roadmap. But if all we do is promise a roadmap and then the players don't show up. Now, are you on the hook to build the entire roadmap and all that stuff? Like, it gets messy. So, yeah, I mean, getting a best in class game out first and foremost. And then if it hits and you hope it hits, make sure you're ready with just an insane amount of content on the back end. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, back to Xbox in this, you're talking yeah, about, yeah. you know, having to watch on the sidelines to keep your mouth shut, of course. Yeah. You know what I mean? You want to keep a job going. Yep. Are, are you. How do you look at their race with PlayStation? Do you think they're, they are in the same race? Do you think that's something that, that actually it can happen, can change, whatever? Or is it going, just going to be that Xbox is going to make themselves the best Xbox they can and the audience will come? yeah or be there stay whatever you want
2: to say. it's it's been a little crazy right i think like the edge of playstation has had and kind of has always had is that incredible first party yeah like they they have the amazing first party games a lot of times they're single-player games though they're branching out now um i feel like microsoft is building a pretty crazy ecosystem and it is interesting like all the always online a lot of stuff we heard essentially at the beginning of like last last gen stuff. xbox one um yeah it was like we're gonna be always online we're gonna make it where you're always connected to your game we're constantly updating everything and there was a huge revolts for a lot of that stuff at the end of the day, a lot of that's come to fruition. Sure. And I think the ecosystem that's being built by Microsoft is is crazy strong. Like they are in a really, really great place and now they just have to get the games out there. Whereas I think Sony is in a place where I mean I'm not to spoil a story coming up. Sony's out there, they're building on their infrastructure and they're building a lot of those systems. Um, they're still having their acquisitions on their side as well, but For me, they have some incredible games you can only get on their platform. Xbox wants to be Xbox whether Xbox means your television that's got some guts inside of it, a console you play on, PC, whatever. So I think from an ecosystem, they're in a really interesting place. But they're obviously competing for the same thing, but doing it in two very different ways. So it's fun to watch.
1: And then for you, a disruptor, I would say the industry, where do you think... And Apple falls and Netflix fall. Are they able to come in yeah. and challenge PlayStation, Xbox? Or again, is that their own race they're running?
2: I think they're going to be whatever they want to pot commit and, and actually be. Right. Um, I think Apple Arcade was a perfect example. The 100 games that launched were very boutique, very indie style. A lot of stuff that you you didn't see showing up right away on Nintendo or other platforms yeah. early on um that brings in a certain amount of people well what happens when you want to grow it what types of games are you putting on the platform and if you want to go bigger and bigger they're going to have to invest and decide they want to do that yeah. netflix is in a really interesting position they're scooping up i think some incredible studios like night school, like, school
1: man. My yeah, God. night was
2: amazing right yeah. um so there's some amazing studios there that they're partnering with their interesting one is they're going to have an incredible game catalog and no home platform like unless they go game streaming for example where do you play all these amazing games, right? So that's a really challenging one for them, too. But for anybody that's... A, and same thing, Amazon, Luna, doing everything they're doing of on the game streaming side. Like, There's a lot of players in the space, but you really have to pop commit and try to win the hearts and minds of gamers. And that's all comes thing. down to the game.
1: There are so many players, but there, so many of them are playing their own game. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. You really, When we talk about it, and you're like, oh, man, Xbox versus PlayStation. And then it's, well, Nintendo's doing... They're running away and doing their own thing, they're obviously. They're yeah, yeah. They're fine. Yeah, and then, but yeah. then it's like, oh, these things. And I keep waiting for... You know, we're getting closer to Netflix being like, guess what? The games are on the Netflix app on your TV. Yeah. Use your phone as a controller or Bluetooth sync or whatever, and you're going to be – and it's going to be interesting when they do that. And my mom, who uses Netflix every day but doesn't think of it as a game service, understands she has that too.
2: Yeah. And then the interesting thing will be, well, you've got some incredible studios. They're going for hearts and minds. Night School Studios is a perfect example, right? Yeah. Um, Well, as soon as you get it somewhere where it's a platform like a television that can have just limitless amounts of people playing – what types of games are they going to play? Yeah. Like, do you need to go with like solitaire super casual stuff to appeal to those folks? Or are you okay being like these are gamers games? We're going to take a slice from the gamer pie. Yeah. It's interesting.
1: It is interesting. And we'll be watching it on kind of funny games daily to see what happens. Uh, number two on the Roper Report. Street Fighter 6 hits over 1 million players during opening weekend. This again is Wesley Yin Pool at IGN.com if wesley's got another one on here we're gonna have to change the name of the show to wesley <laughs> yin pool games daily So paying a stipend uh street fighter 6 has reached over 1 million players across its opening weekend capcom announced on the official japanese street fighter twitter account the fighting game launched on june 2nd to critical acclaim with ign's 9 out of 10 review calling it a knockout and plenty of players seem to be enjoying it too With the launch of Street Fighter 6, the series has sold over 50 million copies, and Capcom celebrated this achievement by gifting all players the quote-unquote just-picked-up Street Fighter 6 profile title. Street Fighter 6 also got off to a strong start on PC, where it became Steam's most played fighting game of all time by concurrent player count, beating out the likes of Mortal Kombat 11, Tekken 7, and its predecessor, Street Fighter 5, on Valve's platform. Bo, you playing Street Fighter?
2: Yeah, I played about uh, an hour and a half, two hours of it, yeah. Just yeah, kind of kicking around.
1: You just won it. You just beat it. And you're yeah, like, I'm yeah, done. I'm, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. I like hundred percent. Yeah, I know what I can touch you. That
2: is, man. That's a weird. It is a really cool game. It is a weird game with like World Tour and the yeah. Battle Hub, and then like off to the side is like, oh, this is Street Fighter. Like, yeah, yeah, Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah. Again, I'm like, I'm 96 years old, so like <laughs> as a as like Street Fighter, I think of it right. Um, so that's really interesting. So to me, that tells me they're really trying to play towards their community, obviously with like the Battle Hub front and center, right? The World Tour thing is awesome. My favorite Street Fighter game is Alpha Three, so like that's got a World Tour mode. This is a Big, crazy weird world tour mode yeah. um and then the core fighting is like super dope this feels to me i don't know, whatever i might get some hate whatever you can you can find me like um street fighter 5 to me felt like 4.5 it was, it was basically the same universe as four, moving in right yeah like you're know, like cool yeah this is a really really similar game this to me is like all right we're doing some big heavy swings on weird stuff Um, and that's what I like that's what I like I like Third Strike Third Strike a lot of people you know weren't crazy about Street Fighter 3 originally Third Strike came out all of a sudden everyone's freaking out about it right Um, I like when it's a little weird and this game's like a little weird and I kind of I kind of dig that well that's
1: always the hard thing to walk right how do you as you get into these iterative sequels right iterative sequels how do you do it where you're able to bring in new players you're able to bring in new ideas but not alienate people and put in something like tripping and drive everyone crazy right yeah 100 right uh well for when you're seeing that and when you're working with developers and stuff who are working on sequels or talking to somebody who's doing something maybe even iterating an the idea they've had before yeah. how hard how hard is that a line to walk
2: i mean that it's it's very similar weirdly to this redfall conversation of like oh, yeah? you're like well the community is expecting this or fans who play this certain genre are expecting this if we want to get funky that's cool but if you go too funky all of a sudden are you going to get people excited or playing it or not? Right. So I think this is the right move for sure for street fighter six. Like, absolutely. The core gameplay is super cool. So sure. like, I think it's called the drive system. I'm still pretty early on it, but um, that, that system really, really cool. But then they're just like, you know what? We've got the core one-on-one fighting ready to go. Let's get crazy and put like final fight in our online hub. So I can just like walk over to a cabinet and play that. Or like, I'm going to go into world tour mode and like collect every single, you know, um, attack that's in the game and just like make the weirdest, craziest character. So I think it's the right time to do things like that in the, in the series. I know you have to be careful about it. Um, another one I'm watching really close to, like, take, take the Capcom and spin it to Indies is Hades. I think it'd yeah. be really interesting to see what Supergiant does in Hades, too. They don't do sequels. Uh-huh. So, what do you do with a sequel to a game that I mean, that's one of my favorite games of all time? Yeah. Um, what do you do with a game like that? Do you stick super close to the roots because people love Hades and know Hades? Or do you go a little crazy in a couple areas? Like I bet at, they go a little crazy in a couple I, areas. I, I think right? they can't help themselves, right?
1: And it's that idea where I think, you know, you talk about. Why sequels matter? Why putting the new the number going up on the right. end of your title matters, and it is that idea of how much buzz a game gets from a fan base that yeah. maybe then oh well you know Hades they heard a lot about yep. Diablo three you've heard about for ten years no and so old game is old for a lot of people but yep. you know people loved it and this is the thing and it was great when it came to console and yet yada but yep. you got a PlayStation five and that's where you start you hear all that stuff and then you get something like Diablo four right you get something like Street Fighter six and it's yep. a new entry point that is bringing in modern sensibilities to a game. Yep. So for Hades, it's the exact same thing. Yep. Of the Game of the Year awards, this, that, and the other, everything, that's all the deserved praise that's been yep. allotted on Super Giant's shoulders to then have them. I think Hades 2 is going to be huge, and I can't wait to see Yeah, what they do yep. to switch it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be awesome. I think another thing I wanted to touch on and pick from that I really like what you brought up, right, is the idea of Street Fighter Six world tour mode, go collect the moves, let's get weird, let's do that kind it's of totally. thing. I think that's so interesting that that kind of not gameplay but i guess gameplay right game mechanic mm. is still getting into these systems in such uh, a modern era i think of wwe right yeah. you and me are huge wwe fans you know we, we used to always go to cover the old games and blah blah, blah but we share stories and it's like i remember for me and you know no mercy how much fun it was to play through everything to unlock everything to go get the undertaker's purple yeah. outfit you know what yeah, i mean like yeah, to yeah. do all that stuff and like bring out those ideas and those things so even now in like 2k where it is we'll go through you know the showcase mode to get this thing to yeah. get the specific stuff like to unlock different things in the game to go make it more than just a fighting game right it can be a world that if you're a fighting game fan if you're a street fighter fan you can live in and do all this stuff
2: yeah for sure yeah i think it's really cool are you like a wwe shill now i heard you're a wwe superstar i am a wwe also, superstar two-time two wf B two-time wf champion
1: two-time bywf yeah, double champion on, on, of course i'm added to the game on friday in wwe everybody you get ready to get me in my faction
2: now i don't want to hijack but are you gonna play aw5 forever or is that yeah, what you're of not allowed to play that i game?
1: saw that i saw that kind of shit out there you know what i mean it's there's always so many different fun angles to yeah, who yeah. Greg Miller is and how you know him Yeah, yeah. but I did see some kind of debate of like oh, I, wonder, can't I wonder for if forever. Greg you think I would sign a contract with anybody that was like yeah. yo you can come do whatever but you can't talk about AEW yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fucking stoked uh, yeah. a spiritual successor yeah. to no mercy yeah, yeah. you know Kenny Omega a fan like us yes. being like yo yes. I'm gonna get behind this and challenge you and do all the stuff Ukes, yep. of course yeah, yep. out from underneath the 2K and the WWE thing yep. what are they gonna go do I yep. can't fucking
2: wait and I don't even know if they did I know early on during the pitch process of that game like it was around a whole bunch they were talking about not only is it used but they're trying to bring back a few of the folks from, from like, aki or whatever yeah, yeah i don't know if that happened i'd have to check that yeah one. i, that, thing I, I got thing confused I checked when it before i, was I went live yeah
1: exactly um, <laughs> I know, right. but
2: uh the fact that they're trying to bring a game out that's got the soul of that original yeah game, it's really cool
1: to and that's it. my yeah. thing about it where it's like you know i am so much like you i think and you, you and me have so such a passion for games mm-hmm. where it's like i love to see people swing the bat i love to see oh. people come out and like i'm gonna make a game that isn't trying to be x. Yep. And from the announcement of them hey we're doing AEW and we are we're doing the AEW game. We want to make it like No Mercy but modern. I was like that looks and feels away in my head. Yeah. when they dropped that first gameplay footage, I was like holy shit, they're doing they are, this literally. is what you think No Mercy looks like. And then yep. to see people come out and bag on it. Oh, it doesn't look it doesn't and it's like they I I have seen nothing but transparency from them of like yeah. literally in interviews Omega's like Yo, it's not going to look like WWE. That game's yeah. stunning. Yeah. We are not yeah. going to look like that. We I, are not going to be that. They
2: teased a piece of box art that looked like an N64 cartridge. Yeah. Like, they, you, they're wearing it on their sleeves, right? 100%. Yeah, um, yeah that game looks amazing. Like, and and play, the latest incarnation of WWE was awesome, too. Like, we're finally in a place where I feel like I don't have to, like, sit in a dark corner of my room and play Fire Pro and be like, I like, I like this version, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, There's stuff out there that's, that's fun to play for us, too. Oh,
1: you're, you're,
2: you're blowing yeah, up. You, Pulling, you hold you're on. Hold t- on. My is you YouTube?
1: Live. Are you watching yourself? I'm, it's, I don't know what this is. It's just a so thing some, here. It's some video. <laughs> some podcast. His iPhone became
2: sentient. If it put itself on an Apple announcement, uh, that would be... A that, that's out. WWE
1: <laughs> calling me, It's Triple H being like, Greg Miller, you cannot talk. You actually did Greg, not win uh, the contract. What's your problem? Uh? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait
2: for AEW. I don't ADW. remember what we were talking about. No, we're Three talking about six. games,
1: man. <laughs> and we're talking about fighting games. So kind of uh, nets out there. We're right?
2: segueing beautifully, actually, into the next one, by the
1: way. My final thing on AEW them. Fight Forever, right, is that I think it looks fun. that's my thing it's like uh, i think it's going to be probably and i hope i'm wrong i think it's going to be probably a bare bones like what you can do in it but if the gameplay is fun if it looks like this and they got barbed wire like yeah cool let's go
2: it's your first that's another one out there with what modes are going to be in it, how much customization It's your first game there's so much to get done and like all the legality of yukes doesn't want to come out and put this game out and then all of a sudden wwe is calling them being like cool engine that was our engine
1: yeah cool yeah, yeah, yeah. cool
2: ui layout that's our lay- ui yeah, layout yep, yep, like, yep, let, yep. let's talk about it like so they had to hit the reset button and like i think this takes was, if this is awesome core gameplay that has you begging for more mission accomplished
1: exactly yeah, yeah uh number three transitioning perfectly with a greg way wwe announces a multi-year partnership with twitch this is len Pitts over at gamespot.com we are sorry Wesley Yinpool, Pool, you are not pitching the perfect game anymore. Uh, WWE has had a weird relationship with Twitch over the years. After not allowing its talent to participate on streams, the company reversed that decision last year during WrestleMania weekend. It removed past restric- restrictions on wrestlers' use of third-party platforms, including Twitch and Cameo. Now, WWE is all in... <laughs> with partnering with the streaming platform in a multi-year deal. On Monday, WWE announced it's officially partnering with Twitch, which will see the return of the official WWE channel and popular WWE superstar challenges or channels. Uh, in the statement, WWE announced it will debut a new companion stream to Monday Night Raw, taking fans quote-unquote behind the scenes and closer to the in-ring action. These streams will be hosted by a rotating cast of hosts and will regularly feature appearances by WWE performers and focus on, quote, unique and exclusive content such as backstage interviews and more. Viewers can stream the sidecast live every Monday beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern on a browser by going to the WWE channel or the Twitch app itself. Additionally, the the official WWE channel will be home to other live productions and will serve as an alternate live streaming feed for all of WWE's premium live event post-match press conferences, similar to what New Japan and AEW do with their NJPW World and YouTube channels, respectfully. I don't know what happened there. I started getting ahead of myself in the words. We're stopping. The original Twitch ban came after a number of controversies involving wrestlers ranging from dropping racial slurs while playing Call of Duty to them randomly revealing widespread health issues throughout the locker <laughs> room. WWE had attempted its own cameo style format during WrestleMania, but soon dropped plans for that rollout, which led to some instant classic moments with The Undertaker.
2: Is Taut Not still around? No, Tout. Oh, we can't Tout it up. I tout thought you we were anymore. live on Tout. I thought Tout was that little Yeah, thing exactly. Back That's
1: the, the Tout over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. percent Yeah, has yeah, got yeah, one yeah, viewer
2: yeah. and it's me. Or yeah. it's your phone. That Yeah, exactly. Up, yeah. It's a big show popping
1: <laughs> back up on Tout or whatever. Good. Great. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is a weird move when WWE is like, no, you can't do this anymore. Yeah. You saw all the wrestlers change their handles to their real names yep. so they could do whatever they, they yep. try to get around it or whatever. Like, it's... Such, I mean, and I can't even begin to fathom what it's like to run a WWE, right? But I remember at IGN, you know what I mean, when we started doing uh, Game Over, Greggy. When yeah. I started doing Game Over, Greggy, which would have become kind of funny. There was a bristle of like doing stuff outside of work on your own when your personality and hosting skills are what you're—they're making money off of and yeah. what they hire you to do. Yeah. And so it is a slippery slope. I get, but I really think that. Turning it off and capping it only hurts everything. Like its I don't think anybody's going to go out and, because this is so hard to do, I don't think anybody, with the exception maybe of probably like Woods, would be able to go out there and be like, you know, I'm starting my own thing and this is what it's going to be and I'm going to make enough of a living that I'm going to leave the wrestling behind and do these kind of, like, this only augments. Now, granted, if somebody's dropping a racial slur, you got a big problem. If somebody's telling the backstage secrets, that's a big problem. Yeah, It's a slippery slope and hard to do, but this only benefits everybody.
2: You're also having to walk that line. Like, these are independent contractors as set up. But you're also not allowed to go out and do whatever you want. So this really, I think, helps. This is great. Like, for the boys, right? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's awesome for everybody to have this as a revenue stream. If they're going to be using their actual characters, I'm actually curious if I can throw a question your way. Sure. Do you want to see this as, like, yeah, you got Austin Creed, Xavier Woods out there playing as him? Is it him as his character? Do you want like literal storylines showing up on Twitch? Are you like, dude, save that for the programming? I want to see him like game it up and play stuff in his spare time. Cause you can, you can play that a lot of different ways. And it'll be interesting to see how much like WWE creative yeah. goes into this. Yeah. Or if they're just like, we worked out the deal, we got the payment on the back end, you're good, stream, go kill it, do your thing.
1: I mean, I feel like what they're talking about here is going to be somewhere in between. Yep. Were you talking about a behind the scenes and closer to the in ring action companion stream to Monday Night Raw? For sure, on that one, yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, cool. This is running alongside Raw. So you're watching Raw and you have this there. And yeah. then you assume it's going to be like basically like what we like. They used to do the watch along streams that I was on. That's where I met yeah. Pack McAfee at yeah. WrestleMania in New York, right? Which yeah. was like, hey, it's just us back here chilling. And it was really cool of like, they're, they, you know, you, they jokingly be in character, but then it would be like, oh, that was a great move or this, that, and the other. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. that, I think, is way more value than having yeah. it's it's woods wrestling and Kofi's back there in character right, right? Like, right no 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 yeah. like don't worry about pushing the angle like talk about what's happening go that For way because sure. again if you're this dialed into being a fan I think you want like okay cool I want the backstage access I want the broken skull session right that yeah. you're getting or even what we do on this is awesome peacock whatever you know what I mean
2: Greg Miller I want to pitch you an idea we had we had WWE Chris Hour 2 never came out no. we're in development hell it's yeah. still coming out someday eventually yeah. Yeah. um all right you have the 24-7 belt We threw it in the trash. We missed. We're close to throwing it in the trash. Yeah, yeah. The idea was to throw it in the trash, right, in that segment. Um, We should stick a camera on the 24-7 belt. We should literally put a live feed on the 24-7 belt so that if someone's, like, walking around, come on, right? Come on.
1: It's As good, but like, what about just ch- just send the check to so, wherever the studio? is You know, Artu no. sleeping, and it's just a <laughs> shot coming off of that, or in it his it's going through the X-ray at the airport. Or yeah, whatever. I mean that's the
2: fight. if we had a camera, we could pull out, just do it like set, you know, set it here and get that up shot of like brushing your teeth over the time. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 so, yeah. Like, I mean, why not? Right, we're in a twenty-four-seven. That'd be a world. fun bit. Like I mean, yeah, right, if you did yeah, it, like yeah, you right, know right, what I mean, yeah, yeah, for WrestleMania yeah,
1: weekend. It's yeah, on the whole stick time that camera on
2: that title, man. First title with a live stream, always on. You gotta
1: walk around the sign all the time. Like I am live. Be careful what you say. Not say anything. Just walk around with a
2: stack of waivers in your backpack.
1: I'm more that I can get approached about being a part of this WWE yeah. Twitch channel they're not announcing okay. hosts yeah. so yeah. whatever but okay. like come on I, I talk much about the AEW game every time yeah. I'm backstage I tell them how stupid they are for not doing a reaction to the pay-per-views yeah. and I'm like oh, let us do God. it let us watch it and hang out here and let's what mean, yeah 100% you, as every wrestler at every pay-per-view you know so send us some superstars we'll hang out and talk to them dude yeah you got WWE a couple superstar? come on send them over it's a great idea you know what else is a great idea patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you can get dozens and dozens of monthly episodes exclusive that's right shows you get nowhere else like kind of beauty the next gen podcast and your daily dose of Gregway. of course over there you could toss us a few bucks though and help keep the mics and lights on maybe get some exclusive merch get your name read but most importantly for right now you can get the show ad free but you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny so here's a word from our sponsor
0: this episode is brought to you by Amazon and Summer Game Fest. We are in an absolutely stacked year of video game releases, and you can find all of them on amazon.com slash summer I hope that you found a spare few hundred hours to play all the amazing games that have come out this year already. Gamers have been eating good this year, but this is the only place. You want to be amazon.com slash summer game fest because guess what? This summer, there's going to be even more exciting announcements coming through of so many more video games that are about to be on all of your favorite consoles like Final Fantasy 16, Armored Core 6, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Mortal Kombat 1, Exo Primal, Assassin's Creed Mirage. <gasps> the list goes on and on. You can go to slash summer game fest all summer long to discover the top new and upcoming games as soon as they go up for pre order, or you can go. Go check out the website now for everything you might have missed so far this year. Again, that's Amazon.com slash Summer Game Fest for all of your video game needs. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can, you can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to shadyrays.com and use the code Kinda Funny. You can get fifty percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. Promo code Kinda Funny at shadyrays.com. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting Therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. kindoffunny This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups.
1: Grasshopper Manufacturer says, quote, something's gonna happen it's on June 15th. Jesus, talking like the Joker. Uh, this is Chris Scullion over at VGC. Grasshopper Manufacturer is seemingly counting down to announcement on June 15th. The No More Heroes and Killer Is Dead studio, led by Suda51, has been counting down to something for a while on its 25th anniversary website. The countdown was initially set up on March 29th, the date of the studio's 25th anniversary, and was originally counting down to June 10th. However, as spotted by Twitter user Noble, uh, the countdown appears to have updated and now counts down to June 15th. The countdown doesn't appear to coincide with any of the numerous summer game presentations due to be held over the coming days. The closest is the RGG Summit Summer 2023, a showcase to be held by Yakuza developer uh, RGG, uh, which starts an hour before the countdown runs out. The studio's last game was No More Heroes 3, which was released on Switch in August 2021 before being ported to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, all the Xboxes, and PC in October 2022. Back in May 2022, Grasshopper founder Suda51 said he wanted to show the studio's next game by the end of that year, but conceded that it may have to wait until 2023. What's it going to be, Bose?
2: I think uh, it's just going to start to be a counter counting up. (laughs) <laughs> it gets down it just, like, keep, up they just keep changing it. yeah 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 for sure um, I love No More Heroes I know they're kind of like done with that I thought that was really cool yeah um, everything that Suda does is just insane that dude is is fantastic whether
1: you like it or don't like it I always yeah. respect it I'm always yeah. like you know what this is cool that you have this vision and yeah. you got this game made
2: yeah I feel like he was a flag bearer for like the weird indie 100 stuff, right um, so that'll be that'll be fantastic whatever it ends up being for sure um, but yeah, I do like the idea that just the website continuously, maybe they change the background color and then they reset the clock to being like another 20 days or something. Yeah. Yeah. To keep us hanging.
1: It's like, it's just off putting right now. If you're an audio listener, it's just this like, <laughs> this puke green with then a, like a dark pink. Something's going to happen. And then yeah. just counting down, it's like, all right, well, it's, it's fantastic. Good Lord. I, I hope it doesn't, don't, you don't gas Gotham or whatever it's going to be. I don't know. I will
2: say one quick thing because there, there isn't a whole lot here on this story. Yeah. But, what are you going to say? Um, uh so No More Heroes 3, I think it's a perfect example of this. And it, this is a topic that's one of these sitting there listening for years and being like, Man, I wish I could get out there and say one thing. Yeah. I'll say it and I'll say it really quickly. Any of these games that pop up that are like console exclusive, when you've got something like a bayonetta, or in this case, No More Heroes 3, any of these games where you're like, man, I love that game. It was multi-platform, or this developer took a shot on it and it went away for a while, and now it's back. And then you get you get all the people showing love for it, and then you get everybody else. Why isn't this on this platform? Why is it an exclusive here? Why is it a timed exclusive here? I'm sure that has been said time and time again, but also like this is people taking a chance on a game you love. It's people placing bets with their money on a, on a game or a series or a franchise that is like important to that platform holder. So um, I think that's a great one as, as I look at Suda and I think about like the No More Heroes journey. Like No More Heroes... Three, like, yeah, it was a Switch exclusive. And I'm sure Nintendo ponied up some cash for it. Probably not as much as Bayonetta, but the fact that we got it is awesome, right? So anytime we see that, this just one out there. If you're if you're a fan, be cool to each other, be cool to the devs. Like it's hard enough getting a game out there. The fact that it exists is fantastic. So when we have situations like that where they're exclusive, it's probably exclusive for a reason, unless it's like the next Call of Duty is only on Xbox.
1: That's All right, story, they rolled
2: yeah. out the Brink's truck, like what you know, no one yeah, that's yeah, yeah. nobody's passion project. Like fine, but
1: but yeah. So. Yeah, the business side I think gets lost in a lot of the fans video, yeah. video gamers i'll say I'll fans. no no i'm on this one quite a bit all the time right because there are the realities there are the yeah. dollars and cents of like no one's doing this sadly just to put out art they're doing it because yeah. it's a business and like you say it's a bet of like what are you gonna do yeah, and how are you going to do it yeah. and so when you see something like that you know i was uh jokingly responded to victor lucas from electric playground today where he was uh why doesn't the Switch have a Spider-Man game? Not, I mean, he knows the answer, but he's like, Spider-Man's the biggest hero. It should be on Switch. It should be everywhere. Yeah. And I responded with uh, Ultimate Alliance 3, and I was like, all right, eye for an eye. Put yeah. this multi-platform, and yep. you know what I mean? And it's that idea of like, obviously for Spider-Man, Sony threw a bunch of money behind that and got into it. And obviously for Ultimate Alliance 3, Nintendo did the same. Yeah, of like, of you know what, let's partner up and get this thing done. And that what you're getting there is that Video games are expensive to make yep. and the returns aren't guaranteed. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to see deals like this, whether we're talking about exclusive games, whether we're talking about exclusive Xbox Game Pass, uh, PlayStation Plus, you name it, right? Yeah. An Epic Game Store freebie. Yeah. Like, or uh, Game Store Epic over Steam. Like, yeah. The idea is that people are trying to figure out ways to make what they want to make and get paid for it and not have to lose their livelihoods for yeah. it. So,
2: I got to say, it is, I think, especially with all the crazy layoff stuff happening, it is a fantastic time for new studios to pop up. There is a lot of money floating around out there, a lot of platforms, and a lot of people wanting to get skin in the game. So in that sense, I think we will see a huge boom of innovation. But with that comes a lot of those like, hey, we're going to take a chance, but to do it, we signed with X people, and we're going to be over yeah. here for the next year or two. It's just the way it goes, right?
1: And it's what we always talk about, right? I think, you know, the you used to be applauded, I think, when you talked about when Cuphead originally happened. And it was, ah oh man, they mortgaged their house to make that. What a horrifying statement no kidding. to say. No kidding. I don't want anybody. If you can go get the Xbox Game Pass money and it's, I got to turn on my Xbox, good for you. Totally. Whatever. Totally. I don't care. Yeah, not only that, you go and you play it and Everybody's like, well, this is
2: cool, but it's only boss fights. And they're like, well, this is like our ramen money. Like, we're, we're doing half seasoning packets and half noodles because we're trying to make this game, right? So it, it, 100%, right? It's it's you, ha- you need either somebody to back you or you're, putting- you're going all in on an, I- an idea and a dream, right? Yeah. And that's-, that's tricky.
1: Number five. Seems like maybe uh, PlayStation won't be going all in on the <laughs> cloud. Uh, Sony CEO warns technical issues still remain for cloud gaming. This is Jordan Midler of EGC. Uh, Sony's chief executive, uh, uh, Kenichi Ryo uh, Yoshida, has warned that technical issues remain with cloud-based gaming, calling the technology, quote, very tricky. In an interview with the Financial Times, Yoshida mentioned that Sony would look to use various options in the future for streaming PlayStation titles over the internet. Quote, I think think cloud itself is an amazing business model, but when it comes to games, the technical difficulties are high, said Yoshida, citing latency, which refers to the time it takes uh, for an action being inputted on the controller to be referenced on the screen as the biggest issue. Quote, so there will be challenges to cloud gaming, but we want to take on those challenges, end quote. Yoshida also highlighted that due to the fluctuating popularity of gaming during the day, for example, a high number of players all logging on when they finish work, it's financially inefficient to run when there are few players, and that conversely, a high number of players logging on at the same time could lead to issues in performance. Referring to these quiet periods as, quote, unquote, the dark time, Yoshida said, quote, the dark time for cloud gaming has been an issue for Microsoft as well as Google, but it was meaningful that we were able to use those quieter hours for AI learning, said Yoshida. PlayStation has aggressive plans, quote, unquote, for the cloud gaming space, according to PlayStation boss Jim Ryan, the details of which he claims will be revealed over the coming months, quote, We observe mobility in gaming habits to be an increasingly important trend, and the cloud will be fundamental to allowing us, or indeed anybody else, to exploit that trend, he said in a recent interview. Quote, we do have some fairly interesting and quite aggressive plans to accelerate our initiatives in the space of the cloud that will unfold over the course of the coming months, end quote. A lot of business talking there there was a lot, a lot of was even lot. A
2: nice little sneak into the ai like but we're investing in ai like get that market exactly going again. yeah exactly, oh yeah. we know some rough stuff on yeah, game yeah. got the ai plug yeah, yeah yeah
1: yep cloud gaming boson yeah where do you fall with it what are you doing with it what do you think of it
2: i think it's really awesome i use it right now as like this fun weird sort of niche thing that i do mm-hmm. um i booted up to make sure i had my xbox working properly so i could do cloud gaming with diablo yeah. i haven't messed around with it yet but i actually was like i was playing around with immortal and i'm like what are the things i like about immortal and i'm like the biggest thing for me is it's on my bottom tray of my phone. I can tap on it. I can go do a super quick Rift or whatever, yep. and then I'm back to playing like the big boy Diablo when I'm on consoles. Yeah. But Game Pass works right now on my phone. Yeah. Um, a, a quick shameless plug. I have no financial interest in these guys, but the Backbone controller is amazing. Oh, dude. I don't have seen it.
1: Well, you are right at home with the Backbone left here. Go dude. shout it. You, you can shout them from the dude, I, won't, no, I won't waste everybody's time.
2: You know what? Like whatever. But but that controller is incredible. It essentially turns your phone into like a console in your pocket, a stream button. You can launch everything from it. Like it's, it's really, as far as making a phone, not feel like a phone and feel like a switch or, or like, like a gaming handheld. It does it. Right. Yeah. So if you take that and then you say, okay, eventually we're gonna get to the point where online infrastructure is a place where it needs to be. Cell phone signals are strong enough. Like, yeah, why not be able to just stream games and, and play them on the go. I think right now it is sort of that niche. It's a fun thing to kind of check out. Yeah. This is the perfect example, though, as we were talking about Microsoft earlier. I think Microsoft's in a really strong spot here. And I think if Sony wants to do it, they're gonna have to decide if this is actually a place I want to bet really big on. Yeah. And there's time, right? This is it's still emergent technology. Um, I want to play Diablo on my phone until I like go through a tunnel or if I'm on a train or something. Yeah. And then all of a my hardcore character is dead. Yeah. So exactly, like maybe exactly, it yeah. depends on what game you're playing or whatever. But I've had good experiences with it. I think it's really cool tech. It's one of those that like it's gonna like VR, it's gonna be the slow simmer that continues to be there. And then you'll have those wow moments that show up for it. Is, is my, is it's my
1: crazy for me that, you know, Xbox has come in and in terms of PlayStation Xbox taken the conversation over in cloud gaming, right? Mm-hmm. With everything they're doing. Understandably so, because yeah. they've done it. But remember when PlayStation bought Gaikai and we all totally. thought, oh, here we go, this is what's gonna be. Yep. And granted, there are streaming on PlayStation, but it's not like a pillar. It's not something they talk about. It's not something they get the credit for and that they even should necessarily, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and for me it's interesting to see PlayStation really double down on remote play. Yeah. Obviously at the last showcase we saw the reveal of Project Q, the remote play device that is yep. a eight inch screen shoved in the middle of your dual sense, which I know is goofy looking and isn't for everybody. I remote play just about every night at yeah. least for a little bit like I in like 100% you know, getting. Like, it. <laughs> last night I was sitting, yeah exactly. Yeah. Last night we you know Jens on the couch looking at TikTok. I'm laying on the floor. We've put Ben down. We yeah. don't want to commit to Diablo yet yep. because he's still like up and down in the crib. So it's like I did that and I popped on Puzzle Quest 3 on PlayStation I so know. I can start working on my trophies there. It's like I love remote play. Yeah. I love that device. You know, we talk about Diablo and our obsession with it. Yep. You know, Thursday, we all climb into the car and climb into the airplane and go to LA for SGF. So yeah. I will be remote playing from a hotel, at my Diablo game, and seeing how that runs.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, even Google Stadia, I know it's like, yeah. it's fun to like clown on that stuff, right? Again, real people with real jobs that actually had real impact there, which is my heart goes out to anybody in that spot. Of course. Right? Um, that tech was really strong. I, remember, I, will, I will not say who it was. I showed it to, let's just say a friend of mine. Um, and was like, hey, have you seen this? This game's running on a Mac. And it was I was using Google Stadia. Yeah. And like they didn't realize I was using Google Stadia. And I was like, check this out, performance is insane, right? Yeah. And like, yeah, this looks really good. I was like, yeah, this is actually cloud gaming. So like just as I, it was, I think it was one of the early fighting games, whatever. Yeah. I was like, it's working. So your preconceptions were I'm not interested in cloud gaming gaming. Then you saw it and you're like, yeah, this game looks really good running on this Mac. It's running in a browser, dude. Like, yeah. that's amazing, right? So when we get there with I think the type of game. To your point, like I had Instacart show balls playing Diablo, and I'm in the middle of a live event, and I'm like, you're gonna have to wait, dude. Like, I'm literally, <laughs> I gotta like, take out these shamans, <laughs> they keep reviving, dudes. Like, it's gonna be a second. So, that was an at home drama experience, right? It's gonna happen on the go, and that's why so many mobile games like dip in, do my dailies, and leave. Yep. So, the type of game is gonna have to work properly, but the technology will get there. And then the idea that we downloaded like 100 gig games all the time. That's going to be this like remember that dude. Weird the amount thing of times did? I get the
1: email from in- Xfinity it's like, yeah. yo, you're over your limit. I'm like, all right, let
2: me it's let me uh, let me it's hilariously. I'll roast it a little bit anytime I play Call Duty because I re-download it. I download yeah, yeah, yeah. Warzone. I get all the new ad, like I get all the assets, and then I get my notification. Like, you're up on your, uh, you're up on your like whatever internet throttling.
1: right? Yeah, so, and yeah. that's the thing about it. Like you talk about dailies, and I think there's such a big part of that being the equation as we get into what a quote unquote live service game is, right? Yeah, of the idea that I I will never forget. It was right after the launch of Destiny, period. Destiny 1. Yeah. Vanilla Destiny. OG. Where we All went down, guys. I think, for E3, I but I'm, I'm rusty. So kindofunny.com slash you're wrong if you want to correct me on when Destiny came out, actually, in the months of the year. But I thought we went to E3. Maybe we went to some other showcase. And I'll never forget that Destin brought his PlayStation... So that he, only so he could follow Zer and yeah. get whatever he was trying to get. And, you know, I think mean, he left a dinner to go do it or whatever. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, that is awesome. I respect that. Cause I, I'll bring my PlayStation to like, I you know, play Witcher or whatever out of a review or something, totally. but he just did it for that thing. And like the idea that I do that all the time now where yep. I check in and like, I'm sure for Diablo, I'll do it. I do it, you know, for Fortnite or I did it for Fortnite. 100%. Like if you want to get in the store, you want to get that one thing. Oh, there's this kind of quest. There's that kind of thing. Even for, for, I use it a lot, uh, on the go for uh my faction in wwe i like yep. oh well i'm trying to get all the ch- the boxes today yep. so i get the most card pack i
2: literally used the vita at work when i was at apple to check zur i was like cool yeah i'm gonna check poor in and,
1: and and see what the shop is right okay, poor vita poor vita yep. uh yep. we have breaking news from the chat Okay, it's okay, not, that. It's not that exciting. Kojima is at the Apple event, apparently. There's an Apple event going uh, on right, right now. I do have Blessing, I think, getting some stuff in here. It looks like it's Death Stranding's coming to Mac. So there you go. Death Stranding, directors are cut, coming to Mac. It looks like Kojima there. I believe, uh, yeah, Blessing's uh, going to be hopefully adding some stuff here at the bottom. We'll see if we get there or not. But again, we are concurrently alive against it, so we will see. I guess I could also find something for you.
2: Good job, DR. Good job, App Store. Way to go. Get Kojima out there.
1: It's a big deal. You know She'll, what I mean? Show me care. We'll throw over the Verge. I'll the Verge. We'll end with the Verge's live blog. I'll do some stuff as we look, because I know they are hoping to do the VR headset. I'm not sure if the VR headset happened or not. And we'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, number six, though, on the Ripper Report. EA Sports is aiming to add Nike's dot swoosh. NFTs to its games. Bleh! Adam Bankhurst at IGN.com. Uh, IGN... No, what? No, he's at IGN. Esports... No, I fucked that up, too. I'm so... Huh, as Kojima... EA Sports and Nike Virtual Studios have announced a new partnership that will look to add Nike's .Swoosh Virtual Creations, a.k.a. NFTs, to future EA Sports games. EA announced the news in a blog saying, quote, Nike's new partnership with EA Sports will look to build new immersive experiences and unlock brand new levels of customization within the eSports ecosystem. The details of exactly how this will manifest in the future games were unclear, but a short video on Twitter from .Swoosh visualized a bit to see what fans can expect. Swoosh so used the Polygon blockchain to secure the Nike virtual creations and the example in the above video shows a black football helmet and the Nike logo and a purple visor. The helmet appears on a digital card of sorts and that says when it's purchased, the unique ID the virtual creation has. Uh, this signifies this item is unique and tied to a specific person and theoretically will be able to be used in a future Madden game. The video also features branded footballs alongside three different soccer balls, which appear to indicate this very well may integrate to the EA Sports FC, the soccer game formerly known as FIFA. Who fucking cares?
2: Brands doing brand things. Right? I know, right? I Brands thought we were done. And I thought we all agreed we're not, NFTs we're, not, done. were done. We're done. We don't want not. this. I, so here, and this is an interesting one too, because I think a lot of people thought that, like, when I went into the Disney thing, it's like, oh, metaverse. This is like. NFTs and, yeah, out there yeah, Web3 yeah, yeah. and all that. Right. At the end of the day, like whatever this stuff comes down to it's technology. What are we going to use it for? That's all that matters sure. to me. Right. So the interesting one of the sports is, Oh, cool. Presumably I could get um, a team, a logo. I get something interesting, like a throwback Jersey or something. I can get something or a pair of shoes, whatever it is, like a pair of Nike kicks an hour in the game well, am I really going to be able to bring it to every single game? Is it going to be free to do that? Because now I own the NFT that says that I can do that. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, yeah. it's all, it all comes down to, are we doing this for commodity or utility? Is there a function to this? And if there is, the first question I ask is why does it have to be an NFT? Like, why can I not just do it direct to direct with EA, for example? Yeah. Um, and if there's good reason, fine, but if there isn't, then I feel like we're towing a little more into commodity. And then you basically, you're, you're trying to make your money off the secondary market. You're trying to get people really excited about it on wall street or whatever. Um. If there's a use for it on the utility front, cool. Let's see what they do. But I also know EA makes a ton of money refreshing Ultimate Team every single year. Of course. So if I'm going to get by one time getting this player on this team in Ultimate Team and I get to use it forever, I don't see them doing that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a mess overall in every aspect of it of just like until it's proved. Yes. Or proven, I should say of how this is going to work and what it's going to do, it just all sounds like smoke and mirrors. Yep. It sounds like a, an ish, initiative that will be abandoned and not do this kind of thing. So yep. it's like I was happy whenever we just got dunked on and it seemed like they were just going to quietly go away. But Yeah,
2: there are a million tools out there. We need to decide what tool we're going to use for the right situation. So exactly. is NFT going to be a tool? We'll see. And how will they use it?
1: Uh, I'm scrolling through right now to close out your Roper report, the Verge's live update here of the old Apple conference that's happening right now. They're talking about game mode on this new Mac here. Dramatically lowered audio latency. They're showing the the uh, uh, rate on Xbox. Then they had they had a whole bunch of games, new game sporting tools. And then this and it's uh, Kojima's out there. Death Stranding cut. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to tell you about, he says, and this is going on. This is just the beginning. We're actively working to bring our future titles to Apple platforms, Kojima says in this presentation as well. There's a bunch of stuff going on over this Apple thing for games and whatnot. A lot of announcements. iPads. I got a new phone out there. I want a new phone. Fo- I always like a new phone. There's
2: always a new phone, Greg.
1: Good. I always want a new phone. I got I'm on the Apple every year plan or whatever. They can just take the money. You know what I mean? Just, is it faster? Is it good? I notice my battery's starting to die. Great. Yep. I'm ready for a new one. Yep. Let's go. Yep. You know? All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's it. I don't know. I'm am lo- I'm scrolling. It's there's no you you the usual suspects aren't putting up my things that I want. What about Apple VR? Did I get announced today? Apple hits record ahead of this. News. Well, the more live blogs. It's that thing when it's, when it's actually happening, it's insane. You can't find any information. But guess what? Tomorrow, there's another Games Daily. If there's a lot of Apple stuff, we'll be there to talk about you. But guess what? Tomorrow's so far away. Bose, if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go?
2: The official list of upcoming software, each and every platform, across each and every platform, listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Yeah.
1: Out today! The Elder Scrolls Online Necrom. On PC, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes. And that's it. New dates for you. Goodbye world is coming to all the PlayStations and all the Xboxes on June 30th. Rise of the Triad, Ludicrous Edition, Splatters, Gratuitous Gibbs. I don't know what any of that means. On Steam, PlayStation, all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch. Did I say no? That's it. Okay, that's it. Uh, July 31st. Uh, Armatus, Arma, uh, yeah, oh, easy for you to say. Uh, 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 Amara Nuts, Amara, it launches on Steam June 27th. Death Stranding Director's Cut is coming to max soon. Uh, yeah, thank you. There you go. That was the update we had there. That's great. Um, I have squad ups for you now, of course. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can write in for free to be part of kind of funny games daily at kind of slash KFGD when you're over on. Kind of funny.com slash K-F-G-D. You, of course, can ask your questions about the day news, but you can also squad up where you tell us why you need a best friend, and we read here, and the best friends come and find you. Today, Nathan needs help. Nathan's platform of choice says it doesn't matter, and then the username is the underscore n M-A-C. Nathan, a.k.a. V underscore mac, says... With Street Fighter just launching, I created a Street Fighter club for kind of funny best friends to join. Kind of funny club, all one word on Street Fighter. Doesn't matter the skill level or the control schemes, let's just have some fun. If you want to join the kind of funny clan over on Street Fighter, hit up the kind of funny or kind of funny club all one word. Meanwhile, Michael writes in on Xbox. His username is MCL7, however there's spaces, so MC space L say 7. Michael says, I made a clan in Diablo 4 for kind of funny best friends in the eastern time zone. The clan name is KFBF East Coast. Hope to see people there. Bozan, did you clan up? You in a clan?
2: I'm in France clan. Ah, But like literally it's just because he was like, you want to join join a clan? And I was like, hey, hey, Boz, nobody's joining this thing.
1: They don't want to see me just go through my spreadsheets. I
2: know. know. And I think he's playing Druid. I'm like, oh, man, what a glutton for punishment. I love my heart goes out to the Druids. Cool mechanics. We need to get some DPS in there.
1: I of course, have the kind of funny clan that Joey made. No big deal, everybody. so I'm gonna
2: leave his then. So I joined his to then publicly say, Bran, I'm leaving you and coming to our clan. If you'll have me, if we're going over it right
1: after this. We're booting up the PlayStation 5. Sounds we're getting good. you on there. We're getting you, you on to there. No we're problem. gonna do it. Don't worry about
2: Let's it. do it. See you guys out there.
1: Uh, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and of course, youtube.com slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up and as we screw it up. Uh, we didn't screw anything up, but Nano answered my call and said Destiny One came out September. 2014. So I don't remember what event we were at, but I know he brought it to whatever we were at. And did There's the no thing.
2: saying you didn't play it there, right? Like, whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, but it's not wrong. I asked for that. Thank you. You did a good job, Daniel. Right. Uh, of course, this is Monday, meaning that there are four more weekdays for Kind of Funny Games Daily to come in and rock your socks. Your hosts look like this this week. Tuesday, it's me and Blessing. Wednesday, it's Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. And Friday, it's Sancho, West, and Chloe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We're at SGF. We're turning... The mics and lights over. To Sancho and Chloe were very excited about that. Echo Chloe. She likes robots. You remember her. Uh, if you're watching live, like we've told you before, on YouTube, you can keep watching the live stream or the on demand video. If you're on Twitch, you just keep watching and you're going to see us come out here and answer some questions with Snowbike Mike, who's here. And he's got a cock on his shirt. It's going to be interesting to see that. Can't wait to show it to you. Uh, of course, this has been kind of funny games daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. Boson. I'm so glad I got to be here for your 13-year hiatus of it's live ridiculous. podcasting to end.
2: It's ridiculous. Less hair, same amount of pounds, <laughs> same amount, of, same amount of passion.
1: Where can people keep up with you?
2: I guess on Twitter, yeah. yeah, Just at Mark Bozon on Twitter. Um, and then like you know, I'm on LinkedIn. The biggest thing I'll shout out to LinkedIn is I've got a bunch of folks that were on the Next Generation Storytelling team at Disney. Yeah, my latest post there just calls them out so that everybody can see. Like if you're hiring folks, grab some of these people, man. It's like we have amazing people from Amazon, from Meta, Apple, all over. So. Hire some folks, man. And buy an indie game, will you? Jeez, Buy an indie game, working everybody. working hard, man. Buy an indie game.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.
2: Thanks so much. Thank you. Yeah, super fun.